0: God makes a lot of promises in his word, and we should believe what God promises because he's God. I used this illustration Wednesday in our Bible study. If I promise to give you a million dollars, that's something you shouldn't get too excited about. I don't have a million dollars. I could never fulfill that promise to you because I just don't have it. But imagine if you knew a multi-billionaire and this person really liked you and they promised to give you a million dollars. Well, then you could get excited. Then you could expect it because that person has the ability to keep their promise. God keeps his promises. The promises that he makes in the word to you and me those are true. The Bible calls them yes and amen. And so this week, I want you to begin to prophesy the promises of God over your life. That when you read a promise in God's Word, or you hear something maybe today in the sermon, or you read it in a devotional, that when you see a promise from God, that you would begin to say, that promise is for me. And you would begin to prophesy that promise over your life, over your family over your job and finances, your schooling, your life, everything, that you would prophesy the promises of God because he's God and he can fulfill all of his promises. Jesus makes promises in his word. Jesus speaks things to you, and on the last night of his life, he promised you and me the Holy Spirit. Whatever someone says at kind of the end of their life is... Is really important on Mother's Day I put a picture of me and my mom it's the last picture I have of us together at church those last pictures are important those final moments with a loved one before they pass the 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 final words that maybe you get to hear that Just ring in your heart, because those were the final words, and and some of the final words of Jesus before the cross is a promise of the Holy Spirit. I'll never forget my final time with my grandpa before he died. This would be my dad's dad, my Grandpa Merrill, and he was in a nursing home. He had suffered from Parkinson's disease for many, many years. And he was coming to the end of his life i had graduated bible college i was beginning seminary and and my dad said this will probably be one of the last times you can visit would you like to come to iowa with me and so i was going to a seminary in cincinnati so i drove over uh, with my dad from cincinnati to chicago over to iowa to see my grandpa one last time and while we were there he was just kind of slouched in his wheelchair Parkinson's disease had pretty much robbed him of any voluntary movement. His speech was incredibly slurred and and he was a bit out of it in his mind. And so we did our best to communicate and and talk with him. So there was a a final moment one night as we were sitting on the bed and my grandpa was sitting in between us so we could hold him up before he went to bed. And I remember my dad asking him, to his dad Daryl uh, boy that's what they called me Daryl boy <laughs> Daryl boy is in seminary and he's going to serve god and he's going to be a pastor do you have any final words for him any words of advice that you'd like to give him i wasn't expecting much because it, it hadn't been much of a visit verbally but in that moment my my grandpa perked up he looked at me he had speech that was understandable and he said these words listen to god and do what he tells you and then he kind of slumped back down and and that was the end of the moment but those last words from my grandpa were profound for me and and they became a part of my life see those final words those final moments are so key for all of our lives. And so Jesus, on the very last night of his life, he gives us some final teaching. And it's not just a few words, it's actually several chapters. Beginning in John chapter 14, which Reagan read a part of for us today, in the 15, 16, and 17, if you open your Bibles, you'll notice if you have the words of Jesus in red, that all of those chapters are bright red because it's Jesus's final words before the cross to his disciples. And it's actually a part of my Bible that is more highlighted than any any other section because there's so much in there. In those verses, Jesus is, is telling us to not let our hearts be troubled, but to trust in God. I think what powerful words for us today, right? Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. He says that He's the way, the truth, and the life. He promises us the Holy Spirit. He says, "I want you to abide in Me." That's some other teaching there. That He's the vine and we're the branches. That's a, a like like a whole section right there. And and then Jesus actually even prays for us in that section of Scripture. And so it's such an important moment where Jesus is saying, "Look, on the last side of my life, I want to tell you these things, disciples," because. These are things that you're going to need to know because I'm not going to be around that much longer, I, and I want you to know these things. And so he begins to share those things with us, and he tells us these things because he wants to give us a couple things into our life. He's sharing these final words with us because he wants us to have joy and peace. He tells us that. We're going to look at these verses in just a second, but he says, I, I want to give you joy And peace. If there's two things we need right now, it's joy and peace, right? So let's look at these scriptures that Jesus says. So he's, he's speaking to us in the last night of his life. And in chapter 15, he says this in verse 11, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Look at that, that Jesus's joy would be in us, that our joy would be complete. We need that joy. And then he says in in chapter 16, in verse 33, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Look at that verse. I've told you these things in these chapters so that you might have Peace. We're going to have trouble in this world. Yes, but he's overcome the world. So he says, I want you to have joy and peace. We need God's joy in our life, right? We need it in our home. We need it in every part, especially today. It feels like these last few months, something has robbed all the joy out of this world. And God says, look, there's going to be trouble in this world. I know there's going to be trouble in this world, but you're, you don't belong to this world. You belong to me, and that should bring us joy. He says that right there in that scripture. I've told you, you these things that you might have joy. And let me tell you, you should have joy about your future because God gives you so many promises in his word and that this isn't our forever life, that you'll be with him forever as well, but that he's going to give you abundant life. Now, there should be joy in this life when. connected to God. He also says, I want you to have peace. I told you these things that you might have peace. We need God's peace. We need it in our relationships. We need it in our homes. We need it in our lives. We need the peace of God to, to rest inside of us. And it's not just that we know these two passages of scripture that we know we should have joy and we should we know we should have peace but that we have joy and that we have peace but if we're going to have joy and peace in our life we need the holy spirit living and active in our lives again not just knowing the holy spirit's there but abiding in relationship with the holy spirit because you cannot have peace on your own you cannot find peace in a search You cannot find peace in this world because the world can't give you what it doesn't have. It only comes from God. Look at John chapter 14, verse 16. It says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Look at that verse that I just read, Reagan read for us earlier, that he's gonna ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit And He will help us. He'll be with us forever. There are three things that the Holy Spirit brings to our life when it comes in. I'm just going to give you these three things quickly. But I want you to get them inside of you. And so the first thing that the Holy Spirit brings is something we've already talked about. And that's peace. Peace. The Holy Spirit brings peace to our lives. Peace is a part of God's nature. It is who he is. It's one of his attributes. And we need to remember that God is always at a state of perfect peace. So if the Holy Spirit is living inside of us and we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, our lives should be at peace as well. Peace isn't just the absence of conflict. It's the Hebrew word shalom and that word is actually all about wholeness or completeness i don't know how to explain shalom other than maybe a feeling a feeling that everything's good everything's right it's going to be okay i don't know if you've ever had that moment um in your life and and maybe they're few and far between but that moment where just it feels like it's good you just feel good you feel you feel at that, that peace Jesus lived in that state of peace in fact it was in the midst of the storm that the disciples found him sleeping Jesus just lived with that kind of peace that kind of peace that God promises you because that's who he is that's what he has and that's what he can give you when the Holy Spirit comes into our life he gives us peace you can't give what you don't have. So the world's never going to give it to you. God's going to give it to you. And the peace comes through the Holy Spirit. Look at John chapter 20, verse 21. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Look at that. Peace be with you. That the same words he spoke over the storm, that there'd be peace in the midst of the storm. Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. And so that leads us to the second thing that the Holy Spirit brings to our life, and that's purpose. Purpose. So many people get discouraged about their life. They just wonder, well, what's my reason? What's my purpose? What am I called to do? And so we try to get as many accomplishments as we can because we want this sense of purpose in our life. But, but that purpose actually comes from God because God created you. And when he created you he created you for a purpose he created you for a destiny that we are sent by god to this world as his ambassadors he said look i'm i'm sending you into this world to preach another kingdom that this isn't all there is but there's something so much more and so god gives us that purpose he says i'm giving you my peace and then i'm giving you to this world but you're not going to do it in your own strength it's not a show for this world hey look how strong i am no you're going to go in god's strength in fact jesus tells us to wait for the power of the holy spirit we don't just do this on our own we need the power of the holy spirit so jesus tells his disciples to wait in, in acts chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 he says on one occasion while they were eating well uh, he was eating with them He gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me talk about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells his disciples, Look, I want you to wait. Don't just rush into your purpose without the power of the Holy Spirit. Because God knows you and me too well, right? He just knows how we are. Look at this quote from Terry Virgo. Jesus didn't get disillusioned when Peter failed him. He had no illusions uh, about him when he called him. So with you, he knew your weakness when he chose you. God knows us. He knows what we're like. Look at this next picture. I just think this is hilarious, this idea of us trying to be like Jesus on our own. Look, you and I need the Holy Spirit. We can't do this on our own. God knows that we can't do this on our own. Look at that quote. Look at the the verses that we read. He says, look, wait, (laughs) you need me. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. I need God living inside of me because I can't do this on my own. And that goes for every area of my life. I may think I'm good at certain things, but really, I need God in every area of my life. I wrote a few things down here, uh, the callings that I have in, in my life and that I need the Holy Spirit when I'm a husband. I need a Holy Spirit when I'm a father. I need a, I need the Holy Spirit when I wanna be a friend to someone. I need the Holy Spirit when I wanna be a leader or a pastor or a teacher. I, I need the Holy Spirit in every calling that God has placed on my life, I need the Holy Spirit to fulfill that calling. You need the Holy Spirit as well in every calling that you have. As a husband or wife, mom or dad, wherever you work, whatever you do, whatever friends you have, whatever your calling is, you can try to do it on your own, but you really need God's help in all of these because we are his witnesses, it says. We are his witnesses, the witness of the kingdom of God that there's something more than this life. That you don't just do it on your own. And when I have a purpose, I have power. You know, I don't want to be just living my life and wonder why I'm here. No, I know why I'm here. God gave me all these callings, but he's also called me to be a witness for him in each of those callings. And look, I'm going to fail. You're going to fail. God has no illusion that you're not going to fail. We're going to mess up in all these callings. But then we go back to him. Did you know that all the disciples failed? These, what we think of as holy men who are following Jesus, who laid down their life for Jesus. It wasn't just Peter. When you read through the Gospels, they all messed up. But Jesus didn't abandon them. He says, come on, let's go. Let's do this again. And I'm going to give you the power to accomplish these things. That's what Jesus says. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. So Your identity is in Christ. It's not in your calling. It's not in this world. It's in Christ. And so like, yeah, I dropped the ball in that one, but I'm getting right back up. And I'm going to be the man that God called me to be. I'm going to be the woman that God called me to be. I'm going to be the child of God. I'm going to fulfill that calling in this world. And that's what he asks us to do. Look at Philippians 2.13. It says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his his good purpose, that God's at work inside of us to fulfill His good purpose, that He's working inside of us. It's not us trying to make this happen, but He's at working work inside of us, fulfilling this good purpose, this purpose, this calling that you have. And now look at Acts 1-8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the Earth, you will receive power. That's the third thing that the Holy Spirit brings to our life. Power. A lot of people are feeling burnt out right now. It's just kind of what's happening in our lives with the lockdown that we're living in. We feel burnt out. It's just like we're just getting so tired of this. And and I'm going to ask you to change that word, burnout, because I I think, yeah, it feels like we're burning out. The truth may be that we're actually draining out, that we're drained out. That all of our energy, all of our strength, all of our knowledge, everything is just being drained right out of us. What's missing in our life is the power of the Holy Spirit going to God every day saying, God, I need your power for today to fulfill the callings you place placed on my life. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. I don't want it just to drain out of me. I, I, I need it. And let me tell you something. You have that untapped power in your life. That's why we, we have to stop trying to do it on our own. We're just going to fail. We need to ask God for his help. I'll never forget a story my dad shared. He, he shared it in a message one time, and I just... It was so funny and yet so poignant. Um, my dad, in a car, he loves seat warmers. He he he's always wanted seat warmers. In fact, if he ever gets in an, in a car and has a seat warmer, he's like, "Wow, these this car has seat warmers!" Like that was the big accessory for cars. And and he would always say, "I wish my car had seat warmers." Next car I'm gonna get, it's gonna have seat warmers. It was always seat warmers. You know, like I wish I had seat warmers. Well, it came to the time to trade in to get a new car and obviously that new car was going to have seat warmers but as he's trading in the car he looks at a button that he had never pressed before and he says what's that it was seat warmers in the car that he had the whole time (laughs) i i love that story because he had it the whole time he was saying i just want seat warmers they're so cool everybody has them that's what i really want He had them in his car. He just didn't know. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You have the power of God inside of you. And some of you don't even know it. And that's why I want to talk to you right now as we come to a close about activating that power in our life. Because we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the peace of the Holy Spirit, the purpose that God gives us for our life that comes through the Holy Spirit and that power. And so I'm gonna ask you to pray a simple prayer with me because we need God's power in our life. When we have the power of the Holy Spirit, that love, that joy, that peace that we've been talking about since the very beginning of our reading today, that can be the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's not you doing it on your own. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life. So how do we get the power of the Holy Spirit in our life? It comes from one of the most powerful prayers you can pray. It came in the mailing that I sent you. And that's this prayer, come Holy Spirit. That prayer, come Holy Spirit. See, if if we don't ask for the power of the Holy Spirit, we're going to try to do things on our own. And listen, we can't do it the world can't give it to us it only comes from god and so i'm going to ask you to pray with me come holy spirit i'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes i'm going to ask you to to pray this prayer in fact i'm just going to give you some time in our video today and we're just going to extend this time quietly and we're just going to wait on the lord as we pray come holy spirit and this isn't something that we just do now for a couple moments it's something we need to do every single day we need to do it when we wake up We need to do it when we go to bed. We need to do it throughout the day. Come Holy Spirit. I need your peace. I need your purpose. And I need your power in my life. So just bow your head and close your eyes. We're going to pray this prayer. Come Holy Spirit. As you quiet yourself, I want you to realize that this isn't just like a genie in the bottle. That we're going to pray this prayer and then it's going to happen. That this prayer is actually an invitation into relationship, a relationship with the Holy Spirit, that we would not only speak to the Holy Spirit and ask him to come, but that we would receive from the Holy Spirit the love, the joy, the peace, that we would activate our identity in the Holy Spirit, that we would we would activate that power in our life and that we would be sensitive and listen to the Holy Spirit That we would listen to the, the words of God. Because the Holy Spirit is just there to magnify Jesus in our life. He's there to bring all the blessings and promises of God to our life. And so when we pray, come Holy Spirit, we're inviting God's power into our life. But it's about that relationship. It's about that communication. It's about that listening to, receiving from being close to abiding in as Jesus spoke of the the last night of his life and so with your eyes closed and you may be alone for our service right now or maybe you're with others but even if you are with other people just close your eyes it's just you and God and I want you to pray for a few moments pray come Holy Spirit and then listen to his voice for just the next few minutes Holy Spirit, we yield to you. We want to be quiet and hear from you and be close to you. We need your peace, your power, in order to perform the purpose of our life. God, we've tried too hard to do this on our own, and so we really need you, and so we invite you to come into our life Right at this moment, Holy Spirit, come. We know you're here, but may we walk closely with you. May we be sensitive. May we not grieve you. May we find our identity through you as children of God. Thank you for all of your promises. Thank you that you bring them to pass. May we be people of the power of the Holy Spirit. May we be people that are close and are listening to you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Fill us up fresh and new today and every day. May we be continually filled. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want you to pray, come Holy Spirit, every day of your life. And allow the power of the Holy Spirit to be active in your life. We need the power of the Holy Spirit more than ever before. We live in a crazy time. I wish I knew what was going on. I wish I knew what was going to happen in the days to come. But I don't. But that's okay. Because God gives us peace. Peace in the midst of the storm. And I want you to be encouraged because this storm won't last forever. And we'll be together again soon. I know that's coming. I feel it in my spirit. However, until that day comes, I want us to stay connected. Now we can stay connected on the website, hopefully through Facebook, um, but stay connected. You know, reach out to somebody with a phone call or an email or a text and just check in on your your friends from church and, and your friends in life and share the peace and the power that you have with them. Or if you need some peace and power and you just need someone to talk to, you need someone to pray with, just reach out call us at church email us we're right there all the information is on our website how to get in touch with us you're you're not meant to do life alone i know it feels like we're alone right now because just that's just what's happening in our world but but you're not alone so so please stay connected and um we'll be here as much as we can throughout the week encouraging you but again like i said just hold on to the precious promises of god stay connected And like I said, don't worry, we'll be together again soon. Before we go, I want to give you the blessing of the Lord, and I want you to receive this blessing on your life, and this blessing that comes through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May He show you His favor and give you His peace. Amen.